When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chandler, some might say all too well. Welcome to the show in this Hello. era of the tour. Um, wow, you are really, you know, you are not burying the lead. <laughs> you are tipping everyone right off to some news I have. Late breaking news. Our sister Courtney has an extra ticket to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour in Vegas this upcoming weekend. And I'm flying from New York on Thursday uh, to go meet her for her. And also our mom's going to be there and our little sister McCall and also our friend Kelsey. So anyways, so fun. I'm so excited for you. It's a big week for me. Um, I am already stressing about what I'm going to wear. Um, so basically, you know, just to for some context, everybody, we are planning on we were planning on going as a family in August. Our mom bought tickets in to the August show, okay? So I was like, la di da, like I'm gonna try to make that one. It is on the West Coast, but I'm like, it's fine, like I'll figure it out. Like, you know, we gotta go. Um, and then, you know, about seven days ago, I started seeing all of, you know, the initial show buzz. And mm-hmm. I was like, how am I supposed to wait until August? Like I'm gonna already have seen the entire concert via TikTok by then. You know, at right. that point. So I should true. just, you know, sell my ticket. Um, so then when God smiled down on me and Courtney called me out of the blue on Friday and was like, we've got this extra ticket. Can you make it to Vegas? I was like a little stressed, but I was like, yes. Like these are the moments where you're going to look back on your life, you know, and be grateful that you were spontaneous and, you know, just didn't really give an F about anything else. And we're, we're like, yes, Taylor Swift is the most important thing to me this week. And, you know, nothing is going to come between me and this era's tour, which Wait, I may say, I, oh, go ahead. What? Please go. Well, I need to know how jealous to be. Where are the tickets? Like, where are you sitting? They're good seats. They're not bad seats. Really? I don't know where exactly we're sitting, but they're not nosebleeds. They're not nosebleeds. No. Wow. No. How did you guys get these tickets? Uh, Courtney's Wyatt's family. Oh, like, nice. I don't know exactly how it happened, but basically, Ticketmaster offered them some extra tickets. They bought them, and now, like, and that's how. Courtney great. Got extra fun so, okay well I'm yeah. very excited for you I think you guys will have a great time I would just have to tell you yeah you yeah. need to be very jealous because the set list which I've been listening to on Spotify like you know a, a playlist that gets updated with every new night um is so good it's like it's like the top five or six songs from every album well, and what's crazy about this show is that it's three and a half hours long I think it starts at 6 30. I read that most concerts are between 29 and 33 songs. Yeah. And this concert is 44 songs. Right. right. So it's just super long, huge bang for your buck. I am honestly considering, depending on, you know, how the biz goes, depending on how many Patreon signups we get, I'm honestly considering potentially plunking down like two grand or three grand for a really good seat. For a ticket. Yeah. At some, one of the show's somewhere I think I honestly haven't looked that much into it but I need to because this is just I think that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity it is I mean the set list alone is worth the grant like think about the tickets you would spend you would have spent a solid third of that money on one concert you know for one of her albums and so I think it's absolutely worth it um right Somebody did ask us like what they should wear to the concert or like concert attire to eras. And I am just going to say I'm not dressing up. I'm not planning on bedazzling anything 
or making any type of bespoke costume for myself. I think I'm going to okay. be going for comfort on Friday night. Okay. Well, how boring. Um, thanks for sharing well, I just, this very this very dreary I, plan. I, I know it's dreary, but like I I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just not a costume person. Besides the Taylor Swift stuff, let's talk about the other late breaking news of this week, which is the mid season trailer from VPR. We just need to provide an update to the listeners on all things Scandal. Right. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so a few things have come out. One is that, well, the primary thing that has come out is that it appears Tom Schwartz is in a relationship with this woman, Jojo, Mm -hmm. that was his roommate on the show or is his roommate today. Yeah. It looks like they are in a relationship. Um, Katie Maloney is freaking out over that. She very unhappy. I don't really understand why you divorce someone to never let them date anyone else. So here's what I think. I think that Schwartz, when he was talking about JoJo or Joe, whatever, JoJo Siwa on the last couple episodes, yeah, when he referred to her, he kind of said, like, absolutely no way. She's just a, like a, a friend. Like, he was like, I wouldn't even think about her in that way. She's like a sister. And I think what what could be frustrating, you know, to a to a lady, to a woman, is when your partner or your ex-partner has kind of always talked about someone as, you know, it would not be romantic. They're, we're just friends. Like, guys and girls can be friends. Like, we're just friends. And then I think to then see them have a romantic thing just kind of makes you feel slightly betrayed. Sure. I can sort of understand that. But again, Katie divorced Tom. She needs to let him move on. She needs to let him date. And I think that it's way controlling of it is. her ex-husband. Is she like tweeting about it or something or what is she doing? She said something like she wanted to light Joe on fire or something. Or was she talking about... Or no, I think it was about Raquel. Raquel, she wanted to light on fire, but there was some sort of like violent accusation for JoJo. Like if Katie was dating someone else, she wouldn't care. But maybe when your like post breakup love life isn't going as well, you maybe feel a lot more like bitterness and anger towards, you know, your partner if they seem to have moved on faster. Yeah, regardless, like I could understand her negative sentiments a little bit more if it seemed like he had pulled the plug on the relationship and then yeah. was moving on with people in their circle. But again, I think when you were the one that asked for the dissolution and you want the divorce and you want to move on, you can't be so controlling of the way that your the person you leave moves on. Here's the thing. Do you like Katie Maloney a lot? Like how do you feel about Katie Maloney? That's a great question. I like her voice. I think it's velvety. I think it's smooth. I think it's very beautiful. (laughs) I've always had, I've always loved her voice. If you listen to her speak, if you close your eyes and you, if you dim your vision completely and so you cannot see the paw tattoo, you will hear a gorgeous voice Mm -hmm. come through Mm -hmm. the screen. Yeah. So I like that. I do. I do like her enough. Do I think we'd be crazy friends? No. Um, But no, I like her enough. Why? That's that's kind of my take on it is that like I just I don't really expect a lot of great behavior from Katie or like admirable behavior from her because I don't always think that she's the most high vibration person, you know, right. To borrow oh, from Lala's not. dictionary. And right. so I'm like, I don't I don't know why I would I would expect her to like be so evolved and like yeah, I mean, I like think we've seen Katie. Thing. That's a great point. I think we've seen Katie essentially be in a bad mood for like 15 yes. seasons she's, or however many seasons she's perpetually, has been on. This is, has nothing to do with a resting bitch face, but she has like a scowl type of energy. Like she's for always sure. just like kind of annoyed to be somewhere. She's just she doesn't like enter a room with any type of warmth or like general happiness. And like, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's literally, yeah, we've seen her in a bad mood for 13 seasons, but it's crazy because the people we love Stassi, you know, like love Katie, like she clearly is like a ride or die friend and people right. love to be her friend. So I just think it's interesting. We don't always like see all the great sides of her I well, think, on TV. I think you could contrast that with Ashina, who does have more of that like effervescent sparkly right, energy, but who might also like be kind of annoying totally and so some people are just more real and that you're more comfortable hanging out with and some people i think you know it can maybe grate you because their energy is just too much um right. i did okay one thing that came out Chunga, that i thought was interesting so apparently tom sandoval took out a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home equity investment okay. on the house a heloc and if he can't repay it oh gosh i can already hear the people who like know 
the loan officers the loan officers in the audience DMing us please just don't like we're, we're misstating this no one cares I think the gist will get through everyone but yeah he took out a $250,000 loan of some sort against the house. If he can't repay, the house is collateral. And him wow. and Ariana are on the house. They bought it together. And so that's what yeah. Lisa Vanderpump, you know, was very wary of when right. Ariana on the show said, oh, he took out this HELOC, but it's no problem if he defaults on it. It's just against his equity. And Lisa Vanderpump right. was like, uh, that's actually not how that works. If yeah, the home right. is collateral, you lose your house too. They don't just take half right. the home. Right, um, right. So apparently, in addition, they bought at the top of the market. The market has gone down a little bit since they bought. And another thing is that Ariana actually has two tax liens against her on the property, Ooh. one for 10 grand, one for about 37 grand. This is all public knowledge. Wow. A little jarring for me, especially when, you know, with someone with as many followers as Ariana, you think she could just get that cleared up with a couple Instagram posts. Right. 10 grand. 10 grand. It's like, how hard is that to pay off for someone like Ariana? Um, And I guess it just, it continues to baffle my mind how some of these cast members seem to really do well with what the show offered them like I think actually Sheena is killing the game with her YouTube channel with her podcast mm-hmm. yeah. like Sheena is hitting the ground running is a yeah. hustler is grinding whereas someone I think like a Katie Maloney like an Ariana they don't have very many entrepreneurial efforts going um at least one well, Ariana seems has very like- lucrative yeah, lucrative is keyword there. Um, she does have the book, but I don't think Sheena didn't go and spend a bunch of money on a house she couldn't really afford. Right. I think Sheena and Stassi are doing probably the best of anyone. Potentially, also Lala is doing okay. So speaking of um, things not looking great, uh, I want to just take a moment to acknowledge how bleak a girls' trip in Lake Havasu looked. Oh, I'm just honestly. <laughs> That entire experience just seemed like such a letdown. First of all, having only four people in that huge right. house. And then huge house. This is going to really make us seem out of touch, but Havasu is just not it for me. No, I don't think that's out of touch. <laughs> I think that's just like, okay. I mean, also the production company clearly is not trying to ball out in any way. It's like, okay, here's this like tracked home that (laughs) is in like this random neighborhood that you guys are going to stay at. Like it was a little depressing to only have a few people there. And then like, you know, it was just kind of like, this clearly isn't like a fun neighborhood. You're not like, you know, right in the heart of the action and Havasu. But I think it got even more depressing when we cut to them, like on that pontoon lake situation, like in that boat taking pictures with Havasu fans. Honestly, Chandler, the entire thing was so grim from the weather mm-hmm. to how few people were there. Bleak yes. tracked home when they walked in, they're like, this place is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you had thought they were on million dollar listing. They're like, this is just a astonishing property. Chandler, right. have you ever seen an right. airy white kitchen in your life? It literally looked like the model home or it gave the same energy as the model home in Arrested Development, where it was just like there was no life in it. There was no life in any of this trip. It had all the raw materials, but there was no life in it. It's homes like that that make me just want to like, you know, fall into the center of the earth. I just feel like they have zero soul. They're just completely these just like concrete boxes. Yes, that was the model home energy where it was like, <laughs> we're not we don't have time to like put in grass, but we're just going to like put some rocks and some outdoor furniture it was a poor man's daybreak um wait okay I do need to talk to you about something and this is just two girls getting real with each other okay so I apologize if this is not really something that I should say in this time but I think Lala is looking crazy the fillers are just like kind of making me blink 20 times every time she comes on the screen yeah do you get that sense like watching this cast like I don't know. Some of this work is just looking so bad. I agree. I agree. I feel like I don't pick up on it as much as you do. Like, I don't feel like I have the eye for it. I've only mm. recently started to notice like lip filler lines. Gotcha. But I think La La's look has always been 
like, I don't know. There's no like undone look for Lala. It's either like full glam, full hot, or it's like hot girl, like without her makeup on, if that makes sense. You know, like there's just no middle ground. It's a look that looks good on Instagram with a Paris filter in your car. Like, yes, you look like a geisha model for sure. Like your skin looks like an infant. Every proportion is correct. Everything looks phenomenal. And then it's like, there's the high res video footage in bad lighting mm-hmm. and it's just like over your eyes. Like you can see the filler, like it's concrete in the jaw, in the chin, right, right. in the cheeks, in the lips. It's just so much. And anyway. Yeah. I, it's like the thing where you take a photo with the flash on and you look like an alien. Yes, exactly. And I think that honestly, it's just interesting to look at this cast and look at like the ones who have gone a little bit more the natural route, which yeah. I, I think like a Katie Maloney, I think like uh, like even Stassi, yeah. and then ones that have gone more the filler route, like like even like Raquel, mm-hmm. who I think that it's really prematurely aged her. Right. And I just think it's a cautionary tale to be very moderate with all of that stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Oh, also, can we just talk about something that I find to be very, very reassuring? And that is that Sheena Shea has swapped her Morganite engagement ring, her 12 carat Morganite engagement ring. Morganite, not Moissanite, right? That's different. No, it was a a pink stone. It was a Morganite, not a Moissanite. She did swap it for a four carat gorgeous diamond emerald cut ring on a slim pave band i saw it in the trailer and i thought that is not the cracker jack ring we have become accustomed to that is a beautiful dazzler still a huge rock but not something that looks like a joke and anyway i thought that was interesting i didn't know that that had happened but i'm glad it did good for sheena sheena seems yeah i'd actually i was gonna say sheena seems to be like you know, a little bit more grounded these days, but I actually don't know if that's true. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, I, I'm happy for her. The last thing I want to talk about with, with Vanderpump is the Lala Raquel confrontation at the like Havasu sushi establishment. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's discuss it. I mean, I fully am out on Raquel, obviously, but I do think Lala trying to say that Raquel can't bring up the fact that she was Randall's mistress because it was six years ago. Like, I think that was like so out of bounds, basically Lala saying like, I don't, I wouldn't trust you around my man. And then Raquel's like, well, I'm sorry, but you're actually like a confirmed mistress. Also you slept with my boyfriend (laughs) when we had started dating. Like, and then Lala's like, okay, so we're going to go back six years and bring that to the present. Okay. I guess, you know, six years ago, I guess that still matters to you. It was the most, unbelievable like I don't know gaslighting or whatever you want to call it I just I'm like yeah even though it happened six years ago doesn't mean that you still didn't cheat on someone you knew like was in a relationship two times with Randall and with and like maybe if with Randall she thought they were separated but with James like that was a full-blown like cheating incident yeah I just don't think that given Lala's history whether she decided to believe what she was told by a guy who was really love bombing her in a very intense way I think just given her history of talking about being very transactional and less than virtuous when it comes to the male female you know pursuit right. of love I think that Lala dying on the hill Chandler of fidelity in relationships really is that great of a look like is this no the, is this the bastion we have for female virtue lala kent as womankind i pray not i love what charlie said and like i don't know people are having mixed thoughts about charlie but i frankly really enjoyed her commentary the whole weekend but she was like i don't think lala should be the spokesperson for women like no thank you exactly i think there could be someone else you know nailing Raquel to the cross that isn't yeah. Lala but I think right. Lala really is the only one with that aggressive of energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's kind of like Elisa Rinna right like she's yeah. willing to turn to any dinner there. into a fight she's willing to go there she's great for television she's creating right. a great show but yeah there is a lot of hypocrisy and you could be just self-aware about that totally. okay one thing in the trailer for the rest of the season before we move on Mm -hmm. i think that it's very clear that tom sandoval and raquel are in love i mean the way that he 
looks at her and goes to kiss her on her bed, which I'm shocked they included that clip. In Is the that trailer. wait? That's from the new part yes. of the season. Yes, You're Chandler. Kidding. Wait, I need to rewatch this right now. What? I like miss that. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. Go watch. I mean, I could tell immediately. So he is like relishing in kissing her. Like it is like the most passionate embrace. Go watch it right now. Okay. I'm I'm literally watching it right now. I'm watching it right now. And I'm you. The face is like blurred. You can't really tell who it is. How do you know it's Raquel? Chandler, who else would he be kissing like that? You think I don't he's know. Kissing Ariana like that? Yeah, like I don't know. Like maybe it's an earlier thing. I don't know. I'm I'm not Chandler, saying it's no, not it her. I just her. You can see exactly the profile of her nose, her lips. The face is not blurred. Okay, I took a screenshot. We'll see. Okay. Wow. I I also did not catch that this was like new footage. Yeah, it's mostly new footage. Wow! 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 And her sanity. It's also her saying, I don't regret the relationship. I just think that these two are going to be together. They're going to be on next season as a couple. And I think we all better buckle in because I guarantee you this cast will film with them again. They all need this show to keep the careers going. So it is going to be a very juicy, I think, end of the season. Also, people are really wondering how long Tom Schwartz really knew because apparently it's coming out. And I think I never got to this, but I, I kind of started it. So Tom and JoJo are dating. And it looks like if you go back on, um, there's like some Instagrams or people have found evidence that Tom and JoJo and Tom and Raquel have gone on double dates. Mm. And I think that Tom has Jeez. known for much longer than a month. Um, I think he was in on it. Also... He said something about open relationships are tough. Right. So, yeah. So, I think a lot more to come. I think hearing Lisa Vanderpump's voice crack and break and her say, you know, you're going to have to learn how to deal with your problems. I think that this woman is not the type because there was a theory put out that she like paid essentially Raquel to do this, to create ratings. Yeah. I just think that Lisa Vanderpump is a moral woman. I really do believe that. I don't know if she's like the epitome of morality, but I don't think that I think that's like that's a certain type of Cruella. Like uh, I have no I'm completely morally bankrupt like energy. And I just like I don't think she would do that. Also, I mean, I think it was already going to be a pretty good season, you know, and this has just sent it into the stratosphere. I just don't think that she would have done that to, to Ariana. I think that she does yes. love all these cast members. But anyway, right. we're spending too much time on Vanderpump Rules. We should move on. We should move on. Okay, let's move on for Vanderpump Rules. Chandler, The Crown Season 6. You yeah. want to talk about this. Some um, some stuff has come out. Please share. So basically, we have imagery of who will play young Kate and young William at St. Andrews, you know, where they first meet. Um, and I will just say that I think the casting is pretty good. I think that both of these people are like they're both good looking people but they're not like so good looking to where this feels almost like a I don't know like a daytime tv version of this show I feel like the casting is good I feel like Kate looks like a you know beautiful like girl next door type of lady William looks like a boyish you know young guy who's who's handsome but it's not like I don't know it's not like they cast like a Jude Law and like an Eva Mendez or something what do you think Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this guy really captures the dreaminess of Prince William in that era. Mm -hmm. And this girl is definitely really pretty, more of a girl next door like Kate is. One thing I will say is that haven't you seen the huge news about season seven? No, what's that? Okay, so The Crown, they were originally not going to do a season seven, but news came out that they've commissioned a season seven. So it's supposed to end at season six. Okay. Um, but the showrunners have commissioned a season seven and you're going to die. Eddie Wait. Redmayne is playing Prince Harry and what? Meghan Markle is playing Meghan Markle. No, th- this is a lie. That's a lie. Okay. This is my fantasy. I thought you would fall for it. I was like, I, um, I'm literally furiously Googling and I'm like, <laughs> what? That really is my fantasy, everyone. I really want Netflix to be like, okay, we didn't get enough value out of Meghan Markle. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, no one, I guess, was interested in their show about leadership. No one cared about her animated series for young children called Pearl about, you know, a brave little girl. And so we got to milk this workhorse for all we can. So we're going to get Eddie Redmayne to play Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to play Meghan Markle. 
and the story of their love in season seven. I mean, would that not be incredible? You know, Lauren, I I do think that would be amazing. And I I hope that, you know, maybe the producers will hear your cries and make this a reality for you. Down to your own very own casting picks. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean, simple eats protein powder. Yeah. I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the simply vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You can do the mint chocolate chip. You got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water. And that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off okay chandler so in other news this came out in the Daily Mail. I did pick the Daily Mail because they truly know how to write headlines. So this headline is, Porn addict dentist arrested for murdering his wife and mom of six with poison-laced protein shakes flew in his orthodontist lover while she lay in mm-hmm. hospital as texts reveal he'd poisoned her before, all caps. Okay, there's a lot happening with this story. Let's get lay some groundwork. There's a man in Colorado who's a dentist. Absolutely horrific. James Craig, he's 45. Okay, so basically this dentist was having an affair with an orthodontist. No, he did not make that up. He was having an affair with an orthodontist who he had exchanged, you know, sexually explicit messages with. And he poisoned his wife and mother of six. And she started to feel dizzy and nauseous. He brought her to the hospital where she was then declared brain dead. And then they had to, you know, take her off of life support and she died. So according to documents in the case, he had researched at his office computer the terms how many grams of pure arsenic will kill a human. Is arsenic detectable in autopsy? Top five undetectable poisons that will show no signs of foul play. How to make poison? The top 10 deadliest plants that can kill you. So essentially, he ordered cyanide. He put it in her protein shake. Mm -hmm. Okay, but this was not his first time, which I think complicates this and makes it even more horrifying. Um, Apparently, Angela's sister told police that Craig, you know, the husband, the dentist, had multiple affairs with several women, told Angela he'd been addicted to pornography since he was a teenager, and drugged Angela approximately five to six years ago. Um, And so apparently Craig had drugged her because he planned to die by suicide with a lethal injection and didn't want her to try to save him before the drugs took effect. Very, very dark stuff. So I'm going to read the text messages that went back and forth after she started to feel sick. So she says, that drink you gave me tastes weird. And he said, good to know. I won't drink one. And she says, it wasn't as bad necessarily. It just had a very faint, subtle, chalky aftertaste. And then, oh my gosh, yes. And then he says, Are you nauseous? And she says, No, I feel drugged. And he says, Given our history, I know that must be triggering. Oh my gosh, can you imagine being married to someone or staying married to someone who had previously literally tried to poison you? 
Just for the record, he says, I didn't drug you. I am super worried, though. You really looked pale before I left, like even in your lips. Any update? Um, Wow. This is just one of the most horrific, horrible things. I mean, not only is it taking her life, it's like this, of course, there's some lady he's flying in. It very much reminds me of Martin McNeil. Martin McNeil was this like father of five who he basically like, pressured his wife into having all this plastic surgery so that while she was recovering from the plastic surgery, he could kill her with the pain medication. And she drowned in their bathtub and he was convicted. And it was this huge case in Utah. We could do like a whole deep dive on this case because it was so riveting. But he moved in his girlfriend as his nanny like a week or two after the murder. It was so egregious. Um, And so anyway, this case is really reminding me of that dark case. And it's just really, really horrific, horrible to think about, you know, those six kids, very real people whose mother is now gone, whose father did this. I cannot imagine the pain these children are going through. Okay, just to add some texture to the idea that he was, you know, having an affair and flying in this woman, while Angela, his wife, was on life support, he flew the mistress in. Like, people are just unbelievably terrible and also so dumb. They, Yeah, they had six children together. Yeah, the human capacity for evil is truly astonishing. Another detail is that, uh, so he told his office staff, his dental office staff, that he had a personal package arriving um, you know, on Friday or whatever, and not to open it. Okay. But apparently one of the nurses accidentally opened it and saw a biohazard label on it and was, um, was definitely suspicious. Yeah. She apparently in the packaging, it said something like, you know, cyanide or something. Yeah. This guy was definitely not covering his tracks very well. Right. Anyway, a truly, truly horrible, horrible story. The one thing I will say is that I'm glad that this is such a closed and shut case. And hopefully this is not something that's going to just like waste a bunch of tax money in this guy, like having some long case um, because it's just so cut and dry. Okay, Chandler. So in news that's hitting closer in home, Guess who will be stepping down in one of our favorite places, Park City, this week? Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow. So Gwyneth Paltrow is going to stand trial. She's being sued for a hit-and-run ski crash in 2016. So retired optometrist Terry Sanderson sued Gwyneth for $3.1 million, claiming she seriously injured him when she was skiing out of control and knocked into him at a Park City, Utah resort. Sanderson said he was left with a traumatic brain injury, broken ribs, and a loss of enjoyment of life. But lawyers for Paltrow say he's lying. So Gwyneth countersued, alleging that Sanderson was the one who rammed into her and delivered a full body blow. The two are going to face off in a Park City courtroom with the trial kicking off Tuesday morning and expected to last eight days. Sources close to Paltrow told the Post that she will testify in her own defense, though it is unclear when she will take the stand. Um, This is something from the documents. So it says that Gwyneth remembers what happened very clearly. She was enjoying skiing with her family on vacation in Utah when the plaintiff, who was uphill from Miss Paltrow, plowed into her back. Miss Paltrow was angry at the plaintiff and said so. The plaintiff apologized. I am very curious because I wonder if this is a case where, you know, you realize who you ran into and then you think maybe I could get a little bit of money out of this. I also think with skiing, uh, there's just like an assumption of risk. Like it's just like everyone is like out there and I'm, you know, I can be a Gwyneth apologist, Um, But I just feel like, I don't know, suing somebody over, you know, a ski like run in. I've never even heard of people doing that. Like, I just feel like you're out there doing like this high kind of high risk sport and, you know, accidents happen. You know, I think that it would make sense, I guess, if like she had been super wasted on the slopes, just completely reckless. But I do think you're right. Like, isn't this a situation where as adults, we're just taking part in a very risky sport and we're hoping for the best and we're just doing our best? Like it just it seems unlikely to me that anyone would intentionally hurl their body into anyone else's. Right. And also allegedly 
the skier was uphill from Gwyneth. Right. So it's like the uphill skier has more of the responsibility to move out of the way. Like if you see someone who's learning or who's like, you know, I'm very new skier. Like if you see someone below you who's having trouble or it seems like out of control, it's your job to avert them or avoid them, I guess. It just, yeah. I also, I think that this is very clearly a case of like, I saw who I ran into or who yeah, potentially ran into right. me. I mean, who knows who is telling the truth here, but I'm going to try to get some coin out of it because guaranteed that this guy would not have sued just a random Joe Schmo. That being said, uh, I don't know. I just feel like the general public doesn't love Gwyneth Paltrow. So we'll see what this jury says. The main takeaway I have is that anyone in Park City right now needs to keep their eyes peeled for Gwyneth. Consider yeah. camping out at Meredith Marks, you know, boutique right. where I'm sure right. she's she's going to spend a considerable amount of time in between yep. hearings. Of course. On break from the courtroom. She's got to get those Brooks Marks sweats. Anyway, so I thought that was a little interesting. Additionally, Chandler, news has come out that Bella Hadid, she posted on Instagram recently that she's five months sober. And this is all promoting can euphoric she's invested in and works on as a brand she said my body does not do well with alcohol and in the fashion industry we work a lot so we feel like at night we can play a lot and then we wake up and do it again and i realized that is not a sustainable life for me um she also said that she used to drink a lot in college after a whole day i had to go to castings and then go get my art supplies and i would come home and drink a bottle of wine at the end of the day over the years i found myself reverting to alcohol when i feel low energy or my anxiety is starting to come up i've really scaled back my alcohol consumption this year and i've made my brain care my ultimate priority and then another quote is while i rarely get drunk anymore i've completely stopped drinking alcohol i've learned that my body can't and can't handle i'm a glass of champagne and head home kind of girl. So it looks like she has spent a lot of time trying to control her relationship with it and then now has gone completely sober. Yeah. If you'll remember back during Real Housewives of Beverly Hills days, I remember like there was this big drama because she got a DUI. Yeah. When she was like 16 or 17. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. So clearly this has been a long standing issue for her. So it's great that she's getting healthy. Um, and taking control right. of her relationship with it before anything too too tragic happens. Right. Have you ever tried Can Euphorix? Yeah, I have. Is it good? Like, do you, can, does it actually give you any sort of buzz? Um, I don't know if it gave me any type of buzz, but yeah, I I enjoyed it enough. It's it's like one of those things where they don't taste like amazing. It's not like you know a juice or something. Like I think it's meant to like sip on slowly like a cocktail. Um, yeah. And, and and I enjoyed that part of it. There's actually a store like really close to me that's all non-alcoholic like beverages and it's very pretty. And I've been meaning to go in and just like pick up a bottle of something because I do like because the ritual is is amazing, but not every you know night you want to drink or, you know, you sometimes you totally. just want to like, have the ritual without the um uh, like hangover. And, you know, I like I'm here for this. I feel like, you know, drinking doesn't always sit well with me. Like it, I sometimes feel like I have like a two day recovery period from, you know, minimal drinking, depending on what I drink. So I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think that I think that we should just normalize also the idea of like people going off of alcohol and it's not always like, oh, I'm I'm an alcoholic or I need to be sober. It's like maybe you just want to spend three months, six months and just take a break from it. And right. we do live in such a culture that's so obsessed with it. And it is something that, you know, if you're not drinking, it becomes a point of conversation virtually everywhere you are. And so I do think it's cool the more and more people who are vocal about, you know, being sober curious or spending some time off alcohol. Yeah. But I do think James Kennedy, like what he is doing is not right. Oh, you mean like he's going back on the sauce when he yeah, he's like a, a problem? He's like a full-blown alcoholic who's like, yeah, like, you know, I like to have fun. Like I like, I can handle myself. I can have just a little bit like that to me. I'm just like, oh, this is not going to end well. I think that that's what's tricky about it, right? Is it's clearly really hard for people with true issues yeah. to stay off of. Um, Obviously, yeah. And he said that he didn't become sober for himself. He became sober for Raquel. Mm -hmm. And so I think that someone like him, he's, he's going to have to get sober for himself in order for it to to hopefully last. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, oh my gosh, I loved in the trailer though when he's like, Should I marry Ali? And Lala's like, I, I cannot, cannot with I you. Cannot. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was incredible. Good. Lala really is such good television. Um, She's amazing. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Okay, so someone asked me to do a little travel recap. Okay. Because someone asked for details on Guana Island. Yeah. So I can give a brief recap on that. Um, I've been trying to get Chandler to go for months since I since I got back. Um, I've been trying to get Chandler to and I to book. We're trying to be more financially responsible. So we have not booked yet, but we're hoping to get there this year together. Um, so I went there for the first half of my honeymoon and it is probably like one of my most favorite places I've ever been. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. So it is a lot like Blackberry Farm in that it's one of these like high-end, beautiful, um, luxury all-inclusives. So usually when I think of the term all-inclusive, it like completely grosses me out. I think of disgusting cocktails. I think of bad food. I think of low quality. And this is not that. This is like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just this extremely... It's a private island that's 850 acres in the British Virgin Islands, and there's no roads. There's nothing on the island except mm -hmm. this one boutique hotel. So you get there, and it's like you and only the people at this hotel are there, and it's a 35-person max hotel. Not 35 rooms, 35 people max. So great. Yeah. So it's super intimate, but it's 850 acres. So it's a huge island to explore. Every yeah. night you're given the option if you want to have dinner privately, like with your partner or with if you go there with friends or if you'd like to have dinner communally. So most people opt most nights to have dinner with the other guests. And it's a mm -hmm. really eclectic group of people because um, it is a more on the expensive side but yeah. it's not one of these places that's like super saturated, like a lot of people know about. So it was very, very interesting. Like, I don't know. They seemed like people who really flew under the radar when we were yep. there. Um, like the quietly rich. Yeah. Like people who were maybe, it was a little bit more of an older crowd, like people who were interested in a more like understated luxury experience, yeah. not like a St. Bart's vibe, not, you know, not, not one like of these. partying. No, like it was like, oh, you want to go somewhere. You want to be on a beautiful white sand beach. You want to enjoy gorgeous food, Michelin star food, beautiful cocktails, stunning views, serene views. But you don't want to be with the Instagram crowd like that, right. yeah. I think, is um, is the vibe. Um, yep. And so like there, the one of the guys at dinner that we met, it was so funny. He was like this Norwegian banker and his wife had this like NGO where she was like saving honey essentially in okay. saving bees in Africa right. and she was like it was just so wild to hear about their life because they were clearly like very 
very rich and she was talking about how wherever she goes like she ships wine ahead of time because she can't like wow. bear to drink the wine of course that that is like served essentially she has to have specific wine right um so anyway it was like so hilarious and then her job was like this like honey project and she was giving like all this shit to her husband about how his job like does actually like no good for the world in general. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, anyway, they were just hilarious. And then this other guy was this like Yale law professor who also was like a Nobel Prize winner. Of course, I Googled okay. everyone after I was, you know, done right. dining with them. Anyway, it's this very like genteel place, very rarefied company. It felt like so Kagan and I were very much out of place. And yeah, it was just super, super, super fun. It's really, I think, a cool experience because it's so small. You kind of really get to know the other guests. Yeah. And it feels a little bit like Gilligan's Island where like, okay, we were the honeymooners and then there was this like older couple and yep. then there was, you know, everyone kind of had their role they played. Yeah, this is why you need to watch Triangle of Sadness because it's very similar oh, to this. I did watch Triangle of Sadness, yeah, by the way. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of. Um, yes, it, it definitely is a little bit like that. Um, very Gilligan's Islandy. And anyway, I just highly, highly recommend it because I think that the value is really good. So it's like a thousand bucks a night in the off season and the on season, it's like 1700 a night. We went the week before the rates doubled. Mm -hmm. So we got our room for like a thousand bucks a night or 1075. And then that included all of our food and cocktails. So that's, I think our, we stayed for five days. It ended up being like a little bit more than that. It ended up being like for our lodgings, like 5,500, all fees included and then all food included. So that was really, really great. Um, and we thought like was a was a really good deal. It was less expensive than St. Bart's because obviously in St. Bart's, you're like paying for your hotel and then you're going right. and paying all this money for food wherever you are and transportation and all that. The thing that's nice about Guana Island is like there's incredible hikes um, there's, you know, there's a tennis court, there's like activities you can do. And the thing about it also that I really liked was like every night, because you're having dinner at the same place every day, it's just very, very easy. Like you never have to get a cab. You never have to have reservations. You never right. have to worry about like where you're going to eat and what you're going to be doing because you kind of are like just on this Island and like having dinner and lunch at the same place every day. And anyway, yeah, it's just like a really, really restful, gorgeous, serene place that I highly, highly recommend. What were the beaches like? So there's one beach where that's like the primary beach where there's like a beach bar. Oh, and this is the other thing that's cool about it is like, so there's always an attendant there. There's always someone there and they will make you a drink. They'll make you like, a, they're all trained. So they make really good cocktails. And I always yeah. had mine made for me. But if you want, you can go back behind the beach bar and you can, you know, make your own cocktail. So it's the feeling of being there is very much like being at home. Um, just like a much nicer home than the one you live in. Right, right. At least for myself. Um, and at the main house, there's like this little kitchen area with wine and with champagne and with fresh baked cookies and like beautiful snacks. So you can and you can just dip into the, all of that whenever you want. And you also like every night at 630 or d'oeuvre start. So you can go into yeah. like you basically get there. You have hors d'oeuvres with the other people there. Then you go into dinner. It's just like, to be honest, it's like slow living at its finest is the only yeah. way I can describe a Guana Island vacation. In contrast with honestly, virtually any other vacation where you are kind of more like, plan other than like blackberry farm everywhere else i feel like i've gone it's like even like a hotel like even if when we were staying at nizuk and kagan and i didn't leave for four nights we still had to like make reservations at the restaurant yeah it was kind right. of larger we had to i don't know it just this is a place where there's so few people you're so catered to yeah. and everything is so well done it's really 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 amazing also the island itself is quite mountainous geographically so like they they take you up from the beach to the main lodging area in a golf cart and so there's grand sweeping views you can do like a a movie night on like a cliff we didn't end up doing this but you can do a movie night where they'll serve you dinner and you can watch a movie on like a projector it seems super cute and romantic Very cute. um 
There's also an orchard where they grow a lot of the food that they serve. And you can do a tour of the orchard. Um, there's like a little little farm area with chickens. And it was so cute when we were there. We like walked around the orchard and there was um, Christmas decorations up in the chicken coop for the chickens, Aww. like a little Christmas tree for yes. the chickens. Like it was, it was just so well done and so much attention to detail. The aesthetic of the hotel is like old, old world European, lots of stone, lots of um, like stone and wood. So it had a very homey, but kind of lived in feeling. It was just like a Nora Ephron dreamscape where you have to worry about not a single thing and you can truly just exhale. It's just the best. So highly recommend. And then um, side note, another travel thing, Kagan and I um, are going to Toto Santos next week, kind of randomly in Mexico. So if anyone has been there, please let me know. It's an hour north of Cabo. It's in like the Baja area. And so if anyone has been to Toto Santos, please DM me any of your recs. Really interested um, because I know barely nothing about this and we're just going with a group of friends. So anyway, okay. little travel recap. Sorry, that was more of a monologue than a conversation, Shan. All good. So to plan my honeymoon, I used a travel agent. Her name is Alexandra. She's incredible. Alexandra Stockton Travel. And the thing about her is she is she's actually free. So she the way I think she makes money, she gets a commission from the hotel. But somehow she also can get you the best rates available. Like she got us better rates where we stayed than what was available online. And then she can like she makes the experience so much better. I'm super excited to have her on because A, you can use her services for free, right? So this is available to anyone Mm -hmm. looking to travel. And then B, she knows like everything about where to go. She knows everything about like the hotel, what activities to do. You know, if you say, okay, I have this budget, I want this type of experience, what can we do? I think that so many people nowadays think with Expedia and just like Kayak and all these websites and the internet at their fingertips that they don't need a travel agent or couldn't afford one. But both those things are not true. You can afford a travel agent because they're free and they can add so much value to your trip. So I'm super excited to share about that. And we're actually going to have her on. So that episode is going to be coming out in a few weeks. So we'll have to do a call out for questions about that before we record. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back uh, on Patreon this week and we will catch you guys next week as well. Bye. Okay. Love love you. you guys. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.